In Luke, the 18th chapter, I want to start in verse 35. Uh, there was a man by the name of Barnabas, and Barnabas uh, uh, had a bad need. Uh, he was blind, and he had a need in his life. And as we look at this scripture, uh, Matthew and Mark, I think, uh, tells us there was two blind men there, but Luke only tells us about Barnabas. And in that 35th verse, it says, And it came to pass that he was coming nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude passed by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by. And he cried, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him or tried to silence him that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come nearer, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God." When we look at this, if we put ourselves in Barnabas's place that we was blind and we was sitting there begging and we heard a commotion and there's a few things I want us to look at. He heard, he could hear. Uh, he heard the commotion and he began to wonder what was going on because he could hear all the multitude and hear the things that was going on. And then he cried aloud there. He got the attention of Jesus. Uh, and I want us to put ourselves in his place this morning. If we were there and we were blind, now he'd heard about all the miracles that Jesus had performed. He'd heard about him healing the people of the blind, the sick, uh, the deaf, and raising those from the dead. And he'd heard all of these things. And he believed in his heart, just like the woman uh, that said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, uh, that's all she wanted. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, she believed that she she would be healed. She had that faith. Blind Barnabas believed if he could get Jesus' attention and get his attention to come over to him or he could talk with him that he would be healed of this. And he began to cry out loud. Uh, he got excited and they tried to quieten him down. And when they tried that, he got louder. I mean, he was excited. This was his opportunity to get in touch with Jesus, and he was not going to let it pass by. He had an opportunity here, so he cried, uh, and, and he came, and he called unto Jesus. And it says that Jesus stood still. He stopped. And he asked for this man to be brought to him. Now, uh, it doesn't tell us in Luke, but you go back to Mark, and it tells us that he got so excited, 
when Jesus said, bring him to me, he cast his garment aside. He got rid of it. He didn't want nothing to get in his way because he had that one moment, that one opportunity in his life to talk to Jesus there. And he was not going to be denied of that. Now, we sing that song, I would not be denied. I mean, uh, blind Barnabas was not going to be denied. Uh, he was going to talk to Jesus because he had that opportunity. And Jesus was passing by. You remember Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus uh, also in the same, uh, not in that condition, but uh, he was a rich man. Uh, Zacchaeus was hated by everybody in the town because he was a tax collector, but he heard that Jesus was coming by, and he just wanted to see Jesus. He just wanted to see this man, and so he had enough faith that Zacchaeus ran ahead, and he climbed up into a sycamore tree because he was a very short man in stature, and he could not see Jesus so he wanted to be able to see him and he was not going to be denied of that so he climbed up in that tree and when Jesus passed by he said come down Zacchaeus today make haste he said come down today I must go home and, uh, and abide with thee and so Zacchaeus could have stayed in that tree and said well I'll wait till another time when you're passing by Jesus I'll wait to some other time and I will uh, uh, I'll, I'll let you go home with me I'll talk with you. But it says that Zacchaeus made haste. He came down out of that tree and he went home with Jesus that day. Or Jesus went home with him. And his sins was forgiven. Uh, and Zacchaeus' life was changed because he had that opportunity and he took that opportunity. We see blind Barnabas here today. We look at him. He had that one chance. Jesus was passing by. I've heard about him. I've heard about all the miracles that he has done. And I believe, I believe that if I can get to Jesus, that I can be healed. We look at this. He believed and then he received what Jesus had for him. It says that Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What will that I shall do unto thee? What wilt thou have me to do? It's easy. It's simple. Lord, I'm blind. Lord, I can't see. I want to be able to see. That's what he wanted. And it says that Jesus there, and he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. And immediately he was made whole. Zacchaeus was not going to be denied. He wanted his sight back because that was very important to him. Now, all of us this morning can see. Some not as good as others, but we can see. But, you know, there's people that's got 20-20 vision as far as this body goes, but they're blind to their condition and their soul and where it's going to spend eternity. The scripture tells us that the devil does not want us to see. The devil does not want us to realize that we are lost and that we are on our way to hell. And the devil will keep you blinded to that fact. And he will continually make you think with inside that I'm okay, I'm better than somebody else. Uh, I'll do it someday or we keep putting it off. And the devil will use every 
every excuse to keep you from seeing your condition. If we could actually see what hell is really like, and if we could actually realize that we will spend eternity in a devil's hell if we don't do something about that. See, Barnabas done something about it. Zacchaeus done something about it. The woman at the well done something about it. They could have went on and said, I'll come back at a more convenient time. And that's what Felix told Paul to do. Come back at a more convenient time. Almost, Paul, thou persuadest me. But they took the opportunity of that opportunity that they had. They took that and they done something with it. And, and you know, how many times have we stood and uh, maybe at the cemetery and we look at those graves and we think about that and we say, now, if that person could come back and if they could talk, I wonder what they would tell us. We think about that. Uh, we think about... Uh, uh, our loved ones, you know, and their experience in heaven. And I know a lot of us have talked with people and had the experience of being by the bedside of people that, that are so close to going on uh, out to be in eternity. And, and they can see the angels. I had a cousin, and she kept asking her mother, said, Mom, can't you hear them? Can't you hear them? And she said, What is it, honey? She said, Can't you hear the angels singing? She said, They're so beautiful. She was so close to stepping out on the other side. And God allowed her to see that. And God allowed a lot of people, and we know people in our church, that God has allowed that. And I've also stood by the bedside of a man that would not accept the Lord into his life. He believed that his good works was going to get him there. And he was blinded to the fact that he was fixing to go out into eternity, into a devil's hell. And I was standing by his bedside. His wife uh, asked me to stay with him while she went down to the hospital to the office to take care of some paperwork. And I was standing by Ernie's bedside. And all of a sudden, Ernie seen something that I didn't see. My cousin saw something that her mother didn't see. She saw the angels. But Ernie saw the other side. And Ernie saw the devils of hell coming to get him. And they, you can't believe the look that came across Ernie's face because I believe that he's seen the demons that was coming to get him. But it was too late. Ernie went out into eternity, lost. How many of us have had or maybe like you do have or have had these zappers? You know, you hang out on your back porch or your front porch or something, and they put out a real pretty light, and it attracts bugs and insects and things. And, boy, they see that pretty light, and it's got a, a smell to it. It's got a sound to it that attracts them to that. And those insects are totally blind to the fact that when they go in that zapper, it's over with. They're gone. How many of you have sat and listened to that bug fly in or that insect fly into that zapper? He's gone. It's over with. It's totally over with. People today are blinded to the fact that the zapper is waiting. It's out there. The lights are all the beautiful to the things of the world, the beautiful lights and all the things that the world has for everybody. And they're trying to get them to come into those places and to those things and to do these things. And the world is offering everything in the world to our young people today to pull our young people away from the church and away from God. And if they're not careful, that pretty lights 
and all the entertainment and all the things draws them right into it. And they're gone out into eternity. I'm not trying to scare you this morning. I'm just telling you the facts this morning. As we look at this and you say, well, if we could talk, if we could actually talk to somebody that's been on the other side. Well, I went back through Scripture and I got to looking and I found five people in the Bible that had been on the other side and was able to talk. Number one was Samuel. You remember the witch prayed Samuel up because Saul wanted to know what God's will. Saul had been disobedient unto God and, and he his kingdom was taken from him and and. Uh, when Samuel was prayed and called up, he was angry because, uh, why did you disturb me? But he didn't tell about the things of hell. And there's another, too, by the name of Lazarus. We talked last week about the rich man and Lazarus. If you turn back just uh, one chapter there into the 16th chapter, uh, the rich man and Lazarus, there Lazarus um, doesn't talk. I don't know why. God didn't allow Lazarus to tell what the other side was like. It, it's all written by God and directed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we see Samuel, we see Lazarus, and we see Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha. Martha, that come back, uh, the Lord raised him from the dead. But it never tells us what he saw or what he felt about the other side. The only thing that really it does tell us that uh, the, the Jews hated him just like they did Jesus and they tried to kill him because they didn't want him to talk about the other side and what it was like. And, and, and they was losing their position and their power because of Jesus and the things that he was doing. The only person that Scripture allowed to talk about the other side was in Luke, the 16th chapter, and it was the rich man. We talked about him last week. But I want us to go back this morning uh, once again and look at this rich man and Lazarus here uh, as he talks. And I want to go back to the 19th chapter of the, or 19th verse of the 16th chapter. And it says, There was a certain rich man. Don't call his name, just says a certain rich man. A lot of people feel like it's a parable, but I feel like this is really uh, not a parable. It really happened. And it says that he was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. He had everything that his heart's desire. And it says, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. This is the reason I believe it's not a, uh, a parable here because he calls out Lazarus by name. And it says, which was laid at his gate full of sores. And he also was desiring just like just like uh, Barnabas was, he wanted to be healed of that, blind man, of that blindness that he had. And he was desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sore. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels uh, into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And there it goes into the verse 23. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. Now I want us to realize this morning that 
uh, in hell, they still have their same desires. They still have the same feelings. They have those desires, the same things that they had while upon this earth. And it says, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. He was in torment. And he seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. See, he still had those same desires here. It says, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in these flames. So we're listening to the words of the only person that the Holy Spirit allowed that has been on the other side, and they've been there, and they're experiencing that, and this is real, and this rich man is still in hell today and he's still in torment today and he's still suffering today and this is the words that he has to say and he cried and said father abraham have mercy on me sin lazarus see he'd always before he was a rich man he had everything that his heart's desire. He had all the servants. Whatever he wanted, he would command the servant to go get it. Get this for me. Get that for me. Do this for me. Do that for me. And he's still wanting somebody uh, to do the things for him here. He says, send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in these flames. See, he was tormented. It was real. He was tormented. And the Holy Spirit put this in here for a reason for us to understand understand that hell is real and it goes on and in verse 25 it says but abraham said son remember thou in thy lifetime received the good things and likewise lazarus evil things but now he is comforted and thou art tormented the roles are reversed here now as we look at this and we think about it uh, he says that in our lifetime See, he had all the beauties. It said he was clothed in purple and fine linen and fired sumptuously every day. He had all those things. Anything that his heart's desire, he could call for it, and it would be brought to him. And then it goes on to verse 26. And besides all of this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which should pass from thence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house. He forgot about the water. He was in torment. But he could remember. See, that, that memory was there. He's got five brothers that are lost. Does he want them to come on down? I've heard people say, come on down to hell with me. We'll party. We'll have a big time, you know. You've heard people make those smart remarks. Come on, we're going to party. We'll have a big time. He didn't want his brothers to come. This is the one person that the scripture that God allowed to speak to us about hell and what it is like. Is there anything appealing to it? No. There's nothing appealing to this. He's in torment. He's, he's thirsting. He wants a drink of water. He just says, just put a drop of water. Just touch his finger. Just dip it in water and touch my tongue. He's in torment. And then he begins to think about his brothers. i got five brothers, and they're fixing to end up in the same place. They're living for the things of the world, not for the things of God. Lazarus didn't have those things. I mean, he was a beggar. Sores on him. Laying at the gate. 
just wanted the crumbs from his table. But the rich man, I'm in torment. I don't want my brothers to come here. I don't want that to happen. Send somebody. And he says, if I sent somebody, they wouldn't listen to him. He says in verse 28, For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. And you may be thinking this morning, what does Barnabas have to do with this scripture? It has a lot. Barnabas had a need in his life. He was blind. But he had faith. And he knew that Jesus was coming by. And if I can just get to Jesus, he'll heal me of this blindness. See, he was blind as far as eyesight goes. But he had a faith on the inside that Jesus could heal him. And it says there that immediately, immediately he received his sight and followed him. Who? Jesus, glorifying God and praises unto God. See, even though he was blind physically, he had faith in God. There's a world of people walking around today as I said earlier, that's got 20-20 vision that can see. But they're blinded to where they are going. The devil has got them blinded. Do we know what our last day is going to be upon this earth? Do we know when we take that last breath? We have no idea. I can never forget the look on Ernie's face laying in that hospital bed when he saw those demons coming. Had a neighbor that would go out on his porch when it was thundering and lightning when I was a kid, and he'd curse God. And he'd say, if you're who you are, say you are and you're God, and he'd curse, and he'd say, strike me with lightning. Very wicked man. I wasn't there, but they told me on his deathbed, that he was screaming to the top of his voice saying get me out of these flames they're burning my feet up get me out of the flames he was fixing to be zapped or he was already zapped and did not know it see the world paints us a pretty picture they have all these billboards up of people doing all these things and advertising things, but they don't show you the backside of that billboard. Oh, they may be a guy and a lady standing there dressed like they just stepped out of uh, a Coles or Dillard's uh, department store with the finest of attire on and holding a drink and advertising these things. But they'll never show you that drunk that's in the gutter. Don't know where he's at, don't have nothing lost his home, lost his family, 
lost everything he's got. See, keep you blinded to that. Don't show you those things. But it's real. It happens. I can stand up here and I can preach my heart out. And I can do everything that I can possibly do, but I can't save you. Bartimaeus had an opportunity. And he wasn't going to be denied. And when Jesus said, bring him to me, he cast his garment off. He got rid of it. He didn't want nothing to be in his way because he was going to Jesus. Jesus is passing by this morning. He's here. He's in our presence because I, I brought him with me this morning. He come with me. He's wanting to save somebody this morning. He's standing with outstretched arms. Those arms are stretched out wide. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, put your name right there when it says whosoever, believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Stop and think about it. Keep it in your mind. That bug, that insect that's flying around and it sees that light, it looks so pretty. It looks so inviting, and it invites that insect to come in. Psst. It's over with.